Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. It may not be Friday right now when you are listening, but it is right now when we are recording. And in the studio today, as we do every Friday, we bring in Philip Washington Jr. He is the CIO of Stonehill Wealth Management. He is our financial guru, our financial philosopher. And today we're continuing our series called Mind Over Money, Rewiring Your Financial Attitude. We covered three topics last week, and we'll cover some more topics as well. And we will do this until we run out of topics, right? Absolutely. So let's just go and jump right into it. Let's just do it. Philip, I don't earn enough to save or invest. Yes. So that that thought is from a from an emotional standpoint of lack, right? So I think I try to align thoughts with where they're coming from. And so, so it is important to, when you feel a certain way, to just acknowledge it, don't judge it, it is what it is, but I wouldn't try to like then wrestle the thought to the ground and try to beat it up, or meaning like I don't earn it to say, the, 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 the thing that you don't want to do from my perspective is to say, oh, that's stupid, I could figure out a way to earn and save, right? Because even if, I've, I've done this multiple times, I've sat down with people and work with them on a the budget, showed them how to cut some things out, gave them ideas on how to make more money. Like a simple one, as always, is you can always go drive Uber yeah. or Lyft, right? You can always go wait tables and then, right? And then the excuse pops to say, well, I don't want to do that. Fine. That's going to come because what has not been addressed is the is the emotions around like the situation, right? So the emotions, the lack perspective. So you can get the greatest idea and it's not going to stick because the emotions are not there. And if, and then when you get the idea and then you don't act on it, right, then you feel guilty and then you feel, what's the word people say? I'm trifling, right? You feel <laughs> trifling, right? Uh, Is that another Gen X term? Uh, no, nah, that's just, that's a black people term. Okay. I don't know. It originated probably with the boomers because my mama said it a lot. Now, let's, wasn't it, it was in the Bible that says you should have seven or eight sources of income. Uh, yeah, Ecclesiastes 11, you know, I don't forgot now. Uh, spread your money in seven different ways, maybe eight. You never know what, what calamity might comes along, right? But that, but even that thought Amen. being introduced in this in this setting is going to be too big of a thought because, right? You right now they're going. I just need one income, right? Right to 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 make enough. So to introduce seven, I really wouldn't worry about that. I would first just focus on like saying, all right, uh, how do I how do I feel like I have enough right now? Because until like until you feel like you have enough right now before you take action, then the action is not going to matter, right? And so Phil- and you so you also talk about all right, let's create a side hustle. Let me drive for Uber or mm-hmm. Lyft or, or but then also wouldn't it also be living below your means that I drive this type of car, but maybe I should trade that in for something that's maybe half its price. But right, but but mind over money, right? So so I'm specifically talking to somebody where. If you say that to somebody who's feeling that way, everything you just said adds more stress mm. from, 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 from what I've experienced, right? Because like you said, like the easy solution is it's easy to downsize. That like downsizing is, is just a mental barrier that's put up, right? And most people don't downsize until they're forced to, right? And then they, and when they're forced to, they find out that they, they, were, they, can, they get into being, uh, they get uh, comfortable with the conditions and then, like, they get comfortable, right? Like, meaning, like, right. when we had a little bit of money, we were happy. Then we got more, then we were happy. And if you ever saw somebody who lost it all, 
they found the same relative happiness that they did when they had a lot. It just took a while. And so the issue, the issue is not like the conditions. The issue is how do we prepare the mind to like make that obvious uh, change, right? That's the, that's where the work is done or or, or not done, right? Because, and, and when it's not done, if somebody likes you who presents an obvious idea to them, when they hear it and they know it's right, and then they reject it, well, now they've, they feel bad because they're like, man, I'm just being lazy, right? So, so, so the answer is to say, hey, let me let me look at my life right now, and let me let me say, let me see where I'm abundant. Let me see, let me see in my life uh, where I have freedom. Let me practice those emotions, right? Well, um, I, I mentioned uh, two or three weeks ago on mm-hmm. on our consumer uh, segment that the average American home contains 300,000 items, right? Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-hmm. In that same article, the current home of the average American is three times larger than the average home of the 1950s. Yeah. That's, that's a good perspective. Oh, yeah. that that, And, and everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> but think about where your parents, my parents, the home that they used to live in in the 1950s, the 1960s, versus the home that that the average American is living in now, it's it has grown and grown and grown. I need the media room. I need the playroom. Mm-hmm. I need the spa. I need the exercise room. I need this. I need, I need, I need. And all of a sudden, I'm in financial problems. Yeah. I, I can't I can't reach my budget every week. And you could because like you said, like you just projected or or, or projected or what's that the right word? You just explained. Yeah. Uh, like there there is no end, right? I mean, because like this is what people who get a lot of money find out. They get all this money and they and they go, well, maybe I'll get the feeling when I have a mansion, right? Or and I have everybody who <laughs> loves me, or I have all this money, right? No, like enough is only satisfied internally. Satisfaction might be the satisfaction is only felt internally. Like stuff doesn't matter. And so you want to find satisfaction and appreciation for what you have first, right? And once you're able to sustain that feeling, right, then the solutions that smart friends like Steve have been telling you or a good wealth manager or a good podcast or like the these good bite-sized nuggets that you're hearing every week on About Mansfield podcast, they'll begin to sink in and you'll do something about it. Uh, but you got to like, I call it like, what, what do the farmers do when they to- till the soil? Yeah. They, they got to uh, prepare r- the soil. Right. Yeah. They get ready to sow. Yeah. You got you to gotta prepare the soil because if mm-hmm. you like drop the soil and, and messed up in, in very hard uh, soil. Yeah, the seeds won't take. The seed won't take. Yeah. Next topic. I'm too old to start changing my financial habits now. Yes. That's, you, you, that's me. I'm. You know what? And I'm gonna. I'm gonna like give a different answer. I gave in my podcast. I would. I would just say, okay, that's a flat out lie. Like just, just, just no. You don't got to worry about. It. The short answer is that's a lie, right? And then I would go find a bunch of books around people that didn't hit their stride until like their late 50s or 60s, right? There's a ton of them. Abraham Lincoln, off the top of my head, the KFC guy. Um, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, Colonel Colonel Sanders. I mean, the, 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 the level of people that are hitting their stride, you know, late in life and changing their mindset. You and I just talked about a, a, a guy who I admire who's a friend of yours, uh, 
if we, I'm, I'm going to say his name, but if you don't. Sure, Gary. Uh, G- Gary. Yeah, I mean, when you look at his story, uh, Gary has like continued to evolve with the business, right? And Gary's not a spring chicken, but I'm saying he he later in life evolved businesses around the internet and then continued to change and moved into Bitcoin. And I'm like, man, that's that level of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Mental mastery, yeah. right? The ability to move through the change in the marketplace and do it unemotionally, right? Selling and buying, right? As the market changes, not not for short term, right? I mean, like, in tune with where the market is going and having no resistance around changing and learning something new. I mean, that to me is like intelligence, right? right? Gary was one of the first people to have a podcast in the world. And if, if not too much, not too far, uh, not too much further than that, uh, or, or from away from that, um, Forbes magazine listed his podcast as one of the top 50 podcasts in the country. Mm-hmm. That was all the way back when you had to – it took you 10 minutes to explain to someone what a podcast is. Right. I mean, everybody knows what a podcast is now, and, and, or almost everyone. And, and what genius is that for you to be that early and then not rest on your laurels? But you don't, you don't have to be that early to get into the game of investing. I, I mean, think about it. He was, like I said, he was one of the top, probably one of the top 100 podcasts to to start in in the world. He, mm-hmm. that you know what? I'm going to record something and I'm going to put it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. No one had ever thought of that before. But you you don't have to be one of the top or the first 100 people to change your mind about investing. Nope, nope. So age is... Age is nothing but a number. It has nothing to do with like your your maturity or your ability to, you know, flow through time. Yeah. Third topic: money is too complicated for me to understand. There's a lot of zeros in money, and and a lot of zeros makes it complicated. So money is a confidence game. There's actually a book called that confidence game. Confidence game. Everything is a confidence game. Okay. But 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 typically whenever something seems complicated, that just means like you don't have any confidence in your ability in that area. And that's fine. But that's typically because you're looking at pat your past experience around the new understanding, right? And so I would say build your confidence around money, right? And maybe if money is too hard to start there, like Think about the areas of your life where you're brilliant and you're a genius, right? And kind of live in that, practice that feeling for a little bit every single day, right? And then, and then appreciate the small things about money you understand. Things that you you might say, "Oh, this is dumb. I know how to count money." No, but that's like important for building confidence around money. Like practice things around money, feeling good about that you do understand, right? And then building it because it's like a muscle, right? The, the 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 more open the mind, right? Negative emotion closes the mind. Positive emotion opens the mind. Right. And so so practice feeling good around the topic where your mind is closed. And as you open it, then you open your ability to understand money. Right. And then you can be in a situation where you're getting fed complex information about money and you're not judging yourself for not understanding it in the moment because you know that just you trust the process. Sure. I know I was in a conversation with someone just last week about uh, and, and this kind of relates to. Uh, the open and closed mind is that um, this applies to politics, it applies to religion, that uh, when you have your blinders on, 
that's all you can see is straight ahead. Mm. But when you open up those blinders, wait, wait, didn't we have this conversation last week? Uh, do, do, do we? Or I, I don't know. And when you open up those blinders, you get a much broader vision of of the world. Yeah, and and the same thing applies again to to finance. That when you take those those negative blinders off and you open it up and you go, oh my gosh, I can do this or I could do that. It it works a hundred percent, hundred percent. Casillo does it again. <laughs> <laughs> we do this every Friday. Let's. Uh, yep there. There you are. <laughs> and uh, Philip Washington Jr., if someone wanted to reach out to you re- regarding rewiring their financial attitude, how can they reach out to you? Best places on my website, wealthbuildingmadesimple.us. It's my newsletter that gives you my thoughts on money and everything and innovation. I subscribe to your newsletter and I get a daily email from you. And, and I appreciate that because it gives me more insight about financial matters. Awesome. I appreciate you. Like I said, we do this every Friday. Philip, have a great weekend. Let's do it again next week. You too. Thanks, Steve. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get y'all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.